Attention shoppers, BlendJet's Black Friday sale is on, and it's our biggest sale ever. Stock up for the holidays, because the more BlendJet's you buy, the more you save. With over 50 colors and patterns to choose from, there's a BlendJet that's perfect for everyone on your list. Skip the mall madness. We've got you covered with fast, free shipping. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and take advantage of our epic Black Friday sale. That's BlendJet.com. Hey, are you looking for a show with no spin, with no jazz, without all the noise? Well, welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. If you're looking for that type of show and that type of action and some straight out real talk, real news, real Bible conversation, you have made it to the right podcast. Body of Christ Real Talk is for you. Love you all. Peace out. Stay tuned for Body of Christ Real Talk. Thanks for the picture. I wasn't ready. You took it while I wasn't looking. Why I wasn't looking. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, the host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Well, you're not going to get no spin. You're not going to get no fake news or no fake analogies or none of that fake stuff here. You're going to get the truth as best as I can bring it. If it's from me, if it's from an article, if it's from a video, audio guest, you're going to get some real talk about real events. Personal life, worldly life, like politics, entertainment, sports, the Bible, specifically, especially the Bible. Everything is going to come to a Bible perspective. Everything that I talk about, I will try to bring it the best way I can by looking at it out of a lens of a believer. A, a lens of a believer, meaning a Christian, part of the body of Christ, out of the lens of a believer. I don't use Christian as much because it's you know, it's, it's just used too loosely, and I'm going to tell you why. What topic I'm going to talk about today, very interesting. I want you to stay tuned for that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good mid-morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, good mid-evening. And to my night listeners, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. All right. What we're going to talk about today, this is what I want to get into today, and uh like I said, I'm a spontaneous podcaster. So when it comes to my head and gets to my heart, I put it out there. Why it's warm. I put it out there why it's warm. And so when I start, it gets hot. <laughs> it gets hot. So when it gets warm in my heart, because it was already in my head, it might have been right off the top, you know. But once it gets to my heart, it's like getting warmer. And then I just, man, I need to talk about this because if I don't, you know, the way I think, the way my mind works, I will forget. I will forget a lot of things if I just, you know, put it in the future. 
if I'm pre-planning something that's different, you know, with notes and articles and stuff like that. But when I'm just spontaneous talking about something, I get the auction to talk about it right then and there. And just have my mind and my thinking works, you know. This just the way I work. So this is a spontaneous conversation, but it's very familiar. Very familiar. Okay. Uh... You know me. I look at different things. I get a lot of my information from information, uh, you know, off, you know, YouTubes and different sections and stuff like that. I read different articles. That's something that I do, you know. And I look at different things. I, li- I listen to different takes. And then I put my own perspective on there. And I agree or I disagree. You know, I just I just look at certain. T- I don't care what it is, a Christian perspective, a secular perspective, a atheist perspective. I I dialected myself, you know, and stuff like that, and I just say, okay, is this something I need to talk about? Because I don't talk about everything that's going on in the world. No, I, I do not do that. That's everything that's going on. I'm not interested in everything that's going on. I partially hit different areas when it comes to entertainment, sports, and different things. Even like politics, I I hit things that I think is is it'll be of a a very importance. Not so much of gossip. I'm not a gossip uh, informationist. My information, I think usually it's for awareness to let you know what's going on or I have a topic about an opinion or I talk about something about myself or I talk about, you know, that's the way I do my podcast, you know that's the way I do my podcast, that's how I roll that's how Joe Brownlee roll, you know alright Andy Stanley Andy Stanley uh, the son of the late Charles Stanley, which passed uh, last month. Yeah, last month, late last month in April at the age of uh, 90. Uh, Andy Stanley, the son of Charles Stanley, the late uh, Charles Stanley. He, st- he seems to stay in the, the hot seat on YouTube news anyway. On YouTube news. I don't follow Andy Stanley. Charles Stanley is one of my favorite teachers, but I don't, I don't, I don't follow Andy Stanley. I listen. I gave him a chance, you know, by listening to his doctrine of how he teach, and it's just it, it didn't, it didn't catch me at all. And I think he's a very intelligent young man. He's very well spoken, uh, but he's so very wrong too when it comes to the Bible. Let me tell you what I believe. Why do I say that about Andy's family? I'm not saying he's not saved. You know, the reason I say that about um, Andy Stanley, the son of the late Charles Stanley, Andy Stanley has a problem with the whole infallible word of God. And And the more people point that out, even though some of the things that I have missed once you play it over and over and certain ones pointing out and I say, oh yeah, I see that now. Something that I miss, you know, somebody somebody might have to point it out to me. And I say, okay, I see that. Some things I see myself when I listen to him like I do to see, listen to some of his ministry. You have to really listen to him. And I, some of the things they pointed out, I really, they really didn't have to show me because I have seen it myself, I just needed confirmation. I don't want to think I was judging them too much. But, I, you know, sometimes you need that confirmation from a group of people that sees the same thing in a certain type of doctrine. And uh, 
uh, Andy Stanley issue and his way that he teaches the Bible will deceive you if you're not grounded in the word of God, especially rightly divided. If you don't, you don't have to be rightly divided, but I'm just saying if you're not good, let me just put it this way to be fair. If you're not grounded in the word of God, I use rightly divided because that's the way I study the Bible. That's the best way to, uh, to read the Bible to me. You will be impressed with his quick wit. His or he's a good orator and his history of the Bible. But if you are really grounded in the word of God, and you got to be grounded, because if you're not grounded in the word of God, he will catch you. These type of teachers will catch you if you're not really grounded in the word of God. And grounding in the word of God to me is, and me, I'm talking about me, because other uh, uh, believers that don't rightly divide See them, them see the, see things in him himself. That's the same thing that I see. But what I look at is his rightly dividing. Now, he has an issue with the, the infallible word of God. See, so likes to me. I'm just going to pay and I'll say his belief. You have to. I have to question Andy. Do you really believe the things that happened in the Bible? I know you always bring it back to Jesus, which you should. And, you know, but uh, it's the way you put it, the way Andy puts it sometimes. Okay, let me let me give you, you saw one confused. Let me give you an example. When Andy mentions a book or a story, he calls it in a book, he might say, this is what Luke said about this incident. He, he don't really say the book of Luke or he might say this is what Matthew said about this incident he won't say the book of Matthew or the word of God says this or the Bible says this he'll put the author and said this is what they said about it and I said maybe that's a coincidence but I wasn't the only one that caught that when I critiqued him myself I wasn't the only one that caught that I said, hmm, he got a habit of saying that. When he was talking about Luke, he would say, yeah, when Luke was giving his story, Luke had to go to Mark, Luke had to do this, and Luke had to gather up the information all about this, you know, like Luke had to do all this and himself. And it was almost like saying, what, something I didn't hear him? If you listen to him, you wouldn't think, you would think the, the writers of the book was not even inspired by the Holy Spirit. They had to do their own research or this is the way they see it. They assume. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He, he, he uses a lot of assumptions. And that's a problem when you read in the Bible. That's a problem when you call yourself a believer, believe in the Bible. Believing the word of God is all about believing it. So you either assume that they done this or you believe it. So Andy, threw, he throws out a lot of assumptions. And he's not the only one, but since I'm talking about Andy Stanley, it's a whole new different approach than Charles Stanley. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm going here. When you, do, uh, when you use a lot of assumptions in the Bible, to me, it shows your lack of faith, your lack of unbelief. Do you really believe those incidents happened? See? Now, Andy, 
uh, and I think he know better, but I don't know why he goes this way. He he don't think the Jews, the, uh, the Old Testament is relevant for today. Now, I agree with him to the point of covenant. We're not under the covenant today. We're not under the law today. See, when you look at the old covenant, I agree to the point to an extent. No, we're not under the law. We're not under the covenant. We're not under that stuff. We're not under the Jewish laws and under the Jewish covenant. So he's correcting that. But he he kind of goes as far as that the Old Testament is not relevant for today. No, 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 no. You have to be specific. You have to be specific. Now, you know, I haven't talked to him personally, but a lot of people have, uh, uh, believers have pointed this out themselves. And uh, that's another issue with Andy Stanley, that type of teaching. I'm not going to spend all, all this time on Andy, okay? So I'm not going to spend a lot of time, like I said, on uh, Andy Stanley. But I'm starting off with Andy Stanley because I want to make a point about this type of thought pattern that some believers use. And it just shows to me their lack of faith. Uh, the majority to all of the Bible, and I'm just saying all of the Bible, you believe in by faith. Why? Especially today, especially when you want to live in, in that time. See, we don't have no proof that Jesus was born. We don't have any proof that Jesus was let alone rose, rose from the dead and etc. and stuff like that. We don't have no proof of that. So we believe it by faith. You know, from hundreds and thousands, 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 you know, all the way to, you know, to today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The majority of the Bible is believed by faith. When we read the Bible, when I read the Bible, let me speak for myself, I believe in everything that happened in the Bible by faith. I believe in the word of God is the infallible word of God. It is true. See, that's the way I look at the Bible. See, but when you have this notion like Andy Stanley, and I'm sure it's a lot of other teachers out there, they got a habit of breaking down every T and dotting, crossing every T and every I, you know, in the Bible. A lot of things when it comes to miracles and stuff like that, you know, and or when it comes to certain things that was taught or certain things that was done, when you just say, assume that this did happen, there's an issue with that when you start assuming. 
these things happen, you know, or you start saying this is an assumption. And the reason I'm saying it because you have a lot of atheists and other faiths that uses that to dissect the Bible to tell you about the how many errors are in the Bible. There's many errors in the Bible. And the majority of that is because they don't know how to rightly divide it. They don't know how to rightly divide God's words. So they would say it's a lot of errors, you know, with most of a lot of faiths, you know, or the people that don't, the people that's not a, a believer. Let me just put it that way. Like the Muslims and, you know, another faith and stuff like that. They have an issue with the Bible because they, they look for other errors. So they just, they, some, some, some authors and some, some of the, uh, the saints in the, in the Bible, they do not even listen to, let alone follow like the Apostle Paul. So there's going to be a problem with that. It's important to learn how to rightly divide God's word. Now, Andy Stanley, I forget what they call his belief is called super sensational or something like that. It's just, you got you got sensationist, super sensationist. You got, you got different type of names the way people that's supposed to be in the faith believe. Just like dispensationists or Calvinists and stuff like that, you know. Uh, Baptists, you know, they all have a different way they look at the Bible or what they believe about the Bible or even if they cherry picking the Bible and stuff like that. We all have done it. We all grew up in different denominations and churches, so you, you kind of know where I'm going. But we have to be careful when we look listening to a teacher like Andy Stanley. Now, is he doing it on purpose? I don't think so. I just think he's deceived. Because it's just so much different than what his dad taught, you know, the way his dad, you know, presented or proclaimed the word of God is just totally different. Now, I'm not expecting nobody to follow the line of their fathers and dads. I mean, their dads all the time because Joel Osteen don't preach like John Osteen, you know. Billy Graham don't, I mean, uh, Franklin Graham don't exactly all the way preach like Billy Graham, you know. Now, both of them was in politics, but I think Franklin is more into the politics and more of the conservative type of teaching and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, a lot of fathers and sons don't go, don't don't follow the same cloth or follow the same way of teaching all the time. So I'm not saying that. But when you brought up in a church, which is the organism, the body of Christ, and you brought up in the Baptist faith or the way Charles Stanley taught, you know, you have to question what did Andy Stanley really believe when it came to walking in faith, the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. He's more of a, I would say, progressive. And I talked about progressive before. It's more like a liberal view of the Bible, to put it plainly. And I didn't know that at first, but that's putting it plainly. Andy Stanley's teaching is more like a liberal view of the Bible, you know. And that's the problem in itself, you know, because a liberal view is always trying to please everybody and trying to make everybody comfortable. See, they're not going to touch certain things like hell and damnation and sin and stuff like that. They, they want to make you feel comfortable. They would rather preach the God of love, which is good. 
But you cannot preach only the God of love without preaching the God of wrath and the God of judgment and the God of righteousness. See, so that progressive liberal type of teaching will always leave you in a sense no conviction and more free to accepting anything. See? So you have to be careful with that. So if I'm reading the word of God to somebody, if I'm teaching somebody the word of God and I'm saying, well, this is what Paul said. But assuming, but Paul, for him to have to do that, he had to do this, he had to do this, uh, you know, he really had to do his research and stuff like that, and blah, 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 whatever like that. What I am saying is almost like I'm saying he wasn't Holy Spirit aspired, which he was. Which he was. So when Andy Stanley uses the book of the Bible, and he look at Old Testament and New Testament as well. He don't look at the body of Christ. He don't look at, you know, the uh, the kingdom of heaven and the body of Christ are two different programs. He don't look at that at all. Like the majority of uh, denominational churches do not. You know, he look at Old Testament and New Testament. Old Testament and New Testament, see? And he has an issue with the Old Testament. He has an issue with the infallible word of God, period. He's more interested in events. To him, the important thing is events, the event that happened. See, the event. You have to search the event. It comes to come to Jesus and events. He, he, he has a, a very intelligent but conniving way. I don't know if he does his purpose or whatever to just milk the word of God. At the same time, he's trying to make you feel like he's 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 he 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 believes the word of God totally by faith. But I just don't get that from Andy, like I did from Charles Stanley. I don't get that from Andy. I get more of that progressive, liberal type of uh, saddleback type of teaching and stuff like that. You know, like Rick Warren and all those other guys, like the the Furricks and those type of guys. That type of warning down teaching and stuff like that that's going to appease everybody, make everybody feel good. See? Now, to go, to, uh, to go even further than that, when you like that, that means you're, you will allow any type of immoral lifestyle in your church. What I mean by that church building on your staff. Because if this is a God of love, God is not going to condemn them. You know, you believe that, you know, you can continue to live the way you live, but all you got to do is just come to church and just, you know, follow certain things in the Bible, whatever like that, but still continue to live a certain lifestyle that's not pleasing to God. See, now you got a lot of that in church buildings. That's the problem with church buildings. Now you got a lot of, of unsaved people, self-claimed Christians in churches. Okay, you got a lot of that. All right. A lot of them is uh, self-claimed Christians. I like to give it their name, self-claimed Christians, because they base everything on their works or what they do. Even if they're loving everybody to death, they, they, they base it in on that or how many, how they support people. A lot of liberal progressive churches like that, they, they're uh, 
They are very deep in social programs, you know, feeding the poor, doing different things like that, which is good things. They set up camps and everything like that, and they, they go out, out to different type of people, whatever like that, which is a good thing. But that's not the Bible way when it comes to the church, the real church. See? Mostly the buildup of the church and uh, and different things like that was set on social things and programs. It was based on the things they needed for necessities like food and stuff like that or finances. See, because you have to go back. What is the church? The church is spiritual. The church is the body of Christ. See, everybody that comes to a church building is not part of the church. You have all kind of people coming, all kind of spirits, all kind of beliefs. See, so I try to differentiate the difference between the church building, church goers, and the body of Christ. The biblical body of Christ was spiritual, not so much physical. Now, it was physical and body fires flesh, but it's a spiritual organism. The body of Christ is the church. Okay, so that I always look at church that way. And when you look at the, how the church was formed and how they done things in the Bible, you look at, <clears throat> let's go to the kingdom program where Jesus is on earth. And his main followers was the 12. We all know that the 12, his main, his disciples who later became the apostles was those 12 that followed him. But he had many people in crowds follow him, but they all was not part of the kingdom church most don't follow him because they wanted to get fed they knew he was going to he can do something a lot don't follow him because they wanted he wanted to get healed but was all of them saved and ready for the kingdom no probably the majority of them wasn't see the church of the wilderness the times of Moses you know everybody that followed them most of them got wiped out anyway because of their, their lack of faith and, and, and unbelief and started another generation. God started another generation because most of them got wiped out, you know, with the serpents and stuff like that. But I'm not going to get into all that. My point is when you're trying to appease everybody because you're trying to win the young and everything like that, when you water down or compromise the word of God to win a soul, that's not pleasing in the eyes of God. If you cannot, if people cannot get saved by just the word of God itself, they're not saved. Let me say that again. If people in your church building is not convinced with just the word of God itself of salvation, they're not saved because it's God's way of salvation or no way. You can't try to appease people. You can't teach people with assumptions. See? It's easy to decipher the Bible. You know? It's easy to do that. Don't mean you're right. But it sounds right. So it's easy to decipher the word of God. Especially when you don't know how to rightly divide it. You missing, you putting scriptures all together, you putting, you know, the, the, all the churches together, you mixing the kingdom church with the body of Christ, and you mixing the body of Christ with the wilderness church, you making all the followers in the Bible Christians and stuff like that. Not everybody, but I'm just saying that, as some people know better now. But that's the confusion 
And that's the conundrum when it comes to the word of God. If you don't rightly divide the word of God, there should not be no replacement. Like Andy got a Andy say you should we should have a certain approach. I ain't against I'm not against approaches. But is it the gospel? Or is I or am I trying to appease somebody to come to my church? I know about the come as you are and stuff like with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Like that, but am I preaching and teaching the gospel like the Bible says? Like the gospel of today, the Apostle Paul. Or am I mixing the kingdom gospel with the gospel of the kingdom of heaven with the gospel of the grace of God? And I'm mixing up different things like that. Am I mixing works with grace? One day I say you have to do this. And another day I say you don't have to do this. You say about grace. People are confused. I say Jesus died on the cross for everybody's sin. And I say you can't get saved until you you repent. And of your sins, people are confused. Which one is it? That's what I mean. How people can just decipher and put holes in the Bible because that type of teaching, because people don't know how to rightly divide. When you're mixing it up, when you mix the word of God up like that, when you mix the word of God up like that, it's easy. And I mean it sincerely. It's easy to point out errors in the Bible because you're mixing them all up. Man, God said this one thing. That, that said every the Bible. God contradicting itself. The word of God contradicting itself. That's why you start talking about assumptions, assuming. See, a lot of people don't like the way God's wrath came on nations. That's another uh, problem that progressive, so-called progressive Christians, and even like Andy, don't like to talk about hell. And the way God wiped out nations. And it's not only Andy. It's that progressive so-called Christian movement. That liberal type of movement. And they always come, well, well, God, you know, he, how could it be a God? He wiped out nations. He killed children and stuff like that. Or blah, blah, blah. God done this or whatever like that. Or they have reversed and they say, God said, love everybody. You know, love everybody, whatever, like this. Love this and love that or this. See, it's called cherry picking. When you are progressive, liberal type of so-called Christian, I say so-called because I don't call everybody a Christian when they put names and titles on things. That's why I say I don't like you calling Don't call me a dispensationalist. But for clarity, progressive type of teaching, Christians, they pinpoint 
and they make up things that sounds good to appease their audience. They don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. That's why uh, ministers like Andy and everyone, they invite the homosexual in. They're not going to preach against it. No, they invite them in and they call it loving them. You know, stuff like that, you know. There, there ought to be a time when you need to pull them in your office or if you're not going to preach it in the pulpit, pull someone in the office, whether they're struggling with homosexuality, adultery, fornication, openly I'm talking about because there's a lot of that going on, going on that people don't know about, even pastors living in their lifestyle to many people, but God knows about it and a few others, but they won't rebuke it. They won't, they won't, they won't challenge it, you know. And uh, if you going to teach God's word and you believe what God's word said, you're not going to hold nothing back. You're going to go against what you feel because it's God's word. It ain't you. It's God's word. So if they made it anybody, they'd be made at God. You don't want to throw it out there because you don't want to hurt nobody's feeling and you might lose members. I heard he has one of the biggest churches and everything like that. I don't know how to shoot it is. It's almost like Joel Osteen and a lot of other of uh, this this what's that Stephen Furtick type of guy and he's uh, they have big audiences because they don't teach God's full infallible word. I ain't say you got to know it all, but you got to you got to believe God's word. See, you don't need science to prove God's word is true, which a lot of them use, including Andy. He even made a statement about that. He made a statement, I finally heard him, and I know somebody pointed it out, which is very bad. You don't need to read the Bible. You don't need to take what the Bible says. You just need to know about the events or something like that, the events about Jesus. It sounds good. People will say amen on that. But you just, you just because the Bible came out, blah, blah, about what, so many years, 400 years ago, that's when the Bible was made. And one man pointed this out, which is correct. What do you think they went by? Now, the Bible might not have been in full completion, but they still have scrolls and canons and other things to go by. Now, I'm not talking about the prophets. All that stuff, what they did, all that stuff was wrote down. Now, you're talking about the book itself, and I think he's getting a little confused with the Bible, and how do they know all this stuff? It was inspired by God. See, that's what a lot of them, like Andy and a lot of these teachers have a problem with. It's an inspired word by God. By who? The Holy Spirit. He inspired man. He filled man with the Holy Spirit, and they wrote things down until the Bible came to full completion in the book. You know, because you say it's just a book. See, a lot of things that he said, he like he's downplaying the infallible word of God and, and more into events. See, now one guy accused him. He got his teaching from this guy called Sam Harris or something. I don't know how true that is. I'm not going to elaborate on that. But this guy, when you get your information and you, 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 you lift up a lot of atheist type of teaching, that's an issue. Because the atheists are looking for holes in the Bible. That's all they're looking for. They're looking for holes in the Bible. They're fighting against believing in God. They know it's God out there, but they're fighting against it. So they're looking for holes and holes and holes in the Bible. 
and Andy Stanley does this sometimes. I don't even know if he really know he's doing it, or maybe he does. I don't know. But coming out out of a family with Charles Stanley, I really doubt that. I just believe he just got deceived and just deceived and got caught up in that deception of apologetic teaching. You try to explain everything in the Bible without using your faith and just believing it. When you try to explain everything in the Bible, it shows your lack of faith because something you cannot explain. You just believe it. God didn't tell us to explain every information and every detail in the Bible. I can't explain when Joshua and walked around that, that palace seven times and it fell down. I just believe it. I can't say, well, assume that it's true. That means I don't really believe it as much. When you keep saying assume or it's an assumption. No, it's, it's, this is what happened in my eyes and my faith. This is what really happened. I'm not assuming nothing. I don't, I don't. The Bible, you can't read it like a, you can't believe the Bible like you're reading a fictional book or even a fact book. You had a, you got a lot of hypotheses. You got a lot of, you know, things you got to guess about. Okay. Now with the Bible, even if you don't understand it, the Holy Spirit will guide you if you let him. And the majority of the Bible, not all the Bible, really. You have to believe in bad faith. Even the simple things that the Bible says, you still believe in the bad faith because you have no proof that it happened. We wasn't in those ancient times. See, we cannot put ourselves in those ancient times. We wasn't in those ancient times. Therefore, by faith, we believe the word of God. I don't. That's why I don't get into trying to explain God's word or break down how could this happen. I don't know how it happened, man. I just believe it, man. I just believe it. And people might get frustrated. They get frustrated. I'm not going to act like I know how that happened. I have no idea. I just believe it. See, I don't have to assume. If God said it, I believe it. I don't have no proof. I just believe it. It might sound even crazy to me, but I believe because we serve a God that we cannot understand in the way the way he does things. I just believe his ways. I believe he done it because what? The word of God said he done it. I don't have to assume or make up assumptions or try to decipher everything that's going on. See? So when that statement was made by Luke, you have to do his search and Luke had to ask this person this, Luke had to ask that person that, uh, what about the inspired word? What about the Holy Spirit? Where the Holy Spirit come in that the Holy Spirit wasn't working in none of these ministers? They done it all on their own? I doubt it. No, they was inspired by the word of God. It was God breathed. These men moved as God's spirit moved in them. See? It's a lot of that left out in teachers like Andy Stanley's teachers and a lot of these uh, mega church teachers. See. All right. That's the uh, big problem. And when it comes to teachers like Andy Stanley and stuff like that, progressive teaching, because, you know, you you are you water down. And that's what you're doing. You water you watering down certain things in the Bible that you just don't believe or you don't want to accept it. Period. <laughs> That's all the reason you do it. You don't believe it or you just don't want to accept it. 
you might believe it, but you say, no, I don't like that. So I'm going to go this way because people don't want to follow the Bible when I tell talk about this and talk about this area or talk about that area. See, we could talk about John 3.16 and all these other areas, but when it comes to doctrines, I don't want to get too much in Pauline doctrines. I don't want to get too much in some of Jesus' hardest teachings. See, and I'm not saying all of them do that, but progressive, liberal type of so-called Christians. I'm a, I put emphasis on so-called believers. Teach that way. They water down the words of God. They water it down to appease their audience. People always try to use, we're trying to reach the young people. How do you reach the young people? With the word of God. That's not really a technique. You tell them the same, you tell a young person about the word of God the same as you would tell an adult. I understand the metaphor. I know what you mean by that. But it comes down, when it comes to the word of God, you preach the word of God. You don't try to make it watery and make them feel good. You tell them saying that's wrong. You tell them there is a hell and it's a place they can go. You don't water it down. You don't water it down. You don't compromise the word of God. And there's a lot of compromise in the word of God today. See, some purposely and some not. They just don't know. They fear of losing people. They fear they're going to get judged. You should be more concerned how God going to look at you, not what people think. Okay. All right. I wanted to get into that. Now, the other part, I want other side, I want to get in when people are overzealous, over spiritual. That you know, you have certain Christians that's over spiritual, and those mostly the Pentecost and the holiness, and you know, a lot of charismatic type of teachers. They're just over spiritual. Everything has a demon in it. <laughs> Everything you must. It's all about you. What you need to do. You the. A lot of faith teachers have more faith in their faith. Not God. They have faith in their faith. So everything is built around how much faith you got. See, the things you can get with your faith is almost it's almost somewhat identical uh, to law of attraction. Just like the uh, the unbiblical tongues today is so identical to the Kudalini's uh, spirit and tongues that India and all these other places practice. Same thing. Same demon. Same spirit. So, you have to be careful to be you know uh, lack of doctrine and too over spiritual. Okay? Now, I'm going to leave you with that. I wanted to just throw it out there. See, this is just another spontaneous thing I wanted to, I wanted to bring out there because I want people to be saved. I really want people to know the truth of God's word. We are going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. But when you try to learn how to read God's word and study, very importantly, God's word is rightly divided. You will not be easily fooled and easily hoodwinked and bamboozled or bamboozled and hoodwinked, whatever way they go with that. You won't be easily fooled. They just can't throw a spin on you. See, when you know how to rightly divide, because right off the back, 
when you listen to somebody teach, you will know they're confused because they put all the Bible mostly together. They don't rightly divide it. You could say, well, that scripture ain't got nothing to do with us today. They will get upset if you come that way. They don't want to hear that. Oh, the whole word of God inspired by God. Yes, but God has a way he does things. He rightly divides his word of God. He does not do everything the same in the whole Bible. You ought to know that. He does not do everything the same way through the whole 66 books of the Bible. And I'm talking about in groups now. You know, he don't do everything the same way. So we have a rightly divided issue in the church. The body of Christ I'm talking about. Not the church building. The body of Christ. Remember, when I say church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. You will know when I'm talking about a church building. Or uh, people gathering, you know, the gathering of believers and unbelievers is the church building. But when I'm talking about the church, I'm just talking about the body of Christ. If I'm saying a gathering of believers with unbelievers, that's the church building. Okay, that's the church building. Now, I would try to be specific on that when I'm talking to you all. So you you all know when I'm where I'm going when I say church. Okay, all right. I hope you got something out of that. Be careful with the slick teaching and uh, the good a good orator and a good speaker and everything like that. A person that tells a story a long time, just a long story and everything like that, majority of his sermon is a story. And he has the rest of the 10% or 5% is the Bible. That's a problem. Your story is your message. Your intellect is your message, not the word of God. Not the word of God, okay? Watch out for that. Watch out for that. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk with another message today about being a believer. Being a believer. Believer as in the body of Christ. How serious are you of being in the body of Christ? How serious are you of joining the church joining the spiritual organism I, I, you should be tired of the old traditional church building going now what I mean by that I'm saying don't go to not to go to no church building but you should be tired of the same format and you know nothing is not happening in your life spiritually you know you hear things that's been contradicted. When you look at your Bible, especially if you got the King James Bible, and you hear your past pastor preach something totally different than what that King James Bible is saying, but you ignore it because you feel that he knows something, or even she, if you got a lady pastor, know more than you do. See? You start doubting your own belief. The Holy Spirit could be trying to tell you and you just bypass it because you look at you think your pastor know more than you and sometimes they don't. I believe most pastors don't know a lot more than their congregation know. 
and you have a, some breakups in churches because some of the congregations just say, no, something's not going right. And they wind up forming their own little gathering. You know, that's how the flow of churches go today. You're going to continue to have that a lot when you're just confused about the Bible. You don't you don't know the not going to say so much the history because a lot of them know the history of the Bible, but you still confuse of the two programs, the kingdom of heaven program and the body of Christ. You still kind of mix them together. So you kind of cherry pick which one you like. You start putting the body of Christ, you start putting the church in Revelation, you start calling Matthew 24 the rapture and stuff like that, you start mixing those things up, and then you find another area, and Paul said, wait, they don't sound right, that some people go as far from what I heard, said Paul teaching the wrong thing, Paul is hard on this, Paul saying it's wrong, he ain't, Jesus ain't said that, no, Jesus ain't said that in his earthly ministry, no, but this is what Jesus telling Paul in his heavenly ministry, so the church be in a lot of confusion. Aren't you tired of that? Or are you tired of that? Why not give rightly dividing a chance? Why not learn more what did Paul mean when he mentions dispensation? Not the way it's woe out today, but look up his terms of dispensation when he was using it in stewardship administration and different uh, program. Jesse, uh, replace that dispensation with another program, another administration, which is all it means, you know. Don't go by what nobody tell you because they don't understand it. They, many people think that word means chopping up the Bible. No, it's dividing the Bible the way it's supposed to be going. See, it's beyond chronological. It's rightly dividing God's word. And you will grow. You can't help but grow when you're rightly divided because it takes a lot of weight off of you, of the traditions that you used to believe. A lot of weight come off you and you feel more freer. I promise you, you will feel more freer. Because you know all that stuff you don't have to do now. You don't have to keep going up to the altar trying to repent of what you think repenting is, repenting of sins, which only means changing your mind. You don't have to keep trying to confess your sins every time you sin. See, you'll feel more freer to the point it'll make you stronger. It'll make you stronger. See, and a person that's really looking for the truth know good and well the teachings of Paul is not a teaching of a license to sin. You know that. People might say, yeah, that's just saying, you know, you know good and well God is not giving you a license to sin if you believe the teachings of Paul. And some people just don't. Because it's not the same as Jesus' earthly ministry, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They don't know it's Jesus that's speaking through Paul. The same person you say shouldn't be in the Bible because you don't teach like Jesus. When you put Paul down, and listen closely, and I'm not calling Paul Jesus. When you don't want to read the letters of Paul, which is your doctrine for us today. When you disobey the teachings of Paul, you are disobeying Christ who told Paul to write it down. Period. 
when you keep yourself bogged down in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus' earthly ministry. Now, if you read it just for historical reasons and certain principles that still go on today, those are some of the most beautiful books. I'm reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm in Luke now. I just got through with Mark. I love reading those books, man. But I know it's, the majority of us are not for me. But it's for historical to help me grow to teach others. How it's, it's for me to understand what Israel had to go through, what Israel, what made Israel grow, why the importance of Israel. That's important to me. That helps me grow, not to make the mistakes that Israel made. See, I know that. And once you know that, you can grow in the things of God. You can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John knowing the majority of, of it is not for you and you still grow. Because you have the knowledge of God in you now. You know the history. You know his plan. You can accept it now. Oh, this is not for me. And then you read the letters of Paul. You say, yeah, this is for me. And you feel you got the whole Bible in you. And you feel more free in that. Because the majority of the Bible, if you try to follow it, is a burden that you cannot do. No one can do it. I hope you understand in my heart. Stop listening to my words and listen to my heart. That's why I do what I do on both my podcasts. To tell you what's going on in different events, worldly events, and I bring everything to a biblical perspective. Because I cannot ignore what's going on in the world like a lot of some ministers and uh, believers do. I don't ignore it. I don't talk about it all the time, but I talk about it in a way that I feel that I'm you know, I have an auction to let you know what's going on. See? Because it affects you. You can hide in any type of hole what's going on in the world is going to affect you in one way or the other. You can't run from it as long as you're on this earth. You can't run from it. So you might as well know how to stand up to it without getting bent out of shape and getting involved with it so much or getting walking in fear you know, but you need to know these things are going to happen. So why not educate yourself on what's going on around around you so you can help others? Even the ones that's not saved, you can educate them. If they don't want to listen to the word of God, word of God, which is the number one thing that you want to listen to, tell them about what's going on in certain world events that they don't know nothing about. Maybe that'll help them sooner or later to come to the word of God. But one thing you never do, never compromise and water down the word of God whether they want to hear it or not do not compromise it okay real talk God bless you all salvation is today 1 Corinthians 15 1 and 4 for salvation I love you all God bless you all and I'm going to leave you with this you do not have to be saved first to be forgiven you have already have been forgiven now, the doors are open for you to be reconciled back to God and be saved. Remember, forgiveness of sins, all your sins, past, present, and future, don't mean that you are saved. You can still go to hell with all your sins forgiven under the grace program, okay? But you have a chance to believe that what Jesus done, his death, burial, resurrection, and be saved. Then all the other things come with that. Righteousness, glorification, redemption, and reconciliation. And then you'll be ready for the heavenly places. 
don't get forgiveness and salvation mixed up. They don't go. They not one package. That's what messes up a lot of believers now. It's not one package. See, okay. Just remember that forgiveness. You had that had to be taken care of first. Forgiveness of your sins. Second Corinthians five and nineteen. God is not imputing trespasses against no one in the world. Against the world. That's everybody. So that's already been dealt with. Well, you don't have no excuses now. You can talk about yourself all you want to. There's no excuses. God is not charging what you, what you were saying now. I'm not saying you're not going to sin. You still go sin. And you still can die from your sins. But God is not charging you for it. He just left the door open for you to be saved now and reconciled back to him. God bless you all. Love you all. This is Joseph. Peace out. Bye-bye.